Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. On this episode of the Shape of Work podcast, our guest uh, Nikun Sharma, Managing Director and Chief Executive Officer at Mercy for Animals India Foundation. Hi Nikun, how are you doing today? Welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Hi Rohan, I'm doing very well and thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, so Nikun, let's start uh, with the first question itself. Uh, can you take our listeners through your career journey so far? Yeah, uh, so I have had a very fulfilling and a roller coaster career so far. It, it's about a 14-year-long career that I have, professional career that I have. And if uh, I were to take in the activism days, I think it comes up to about 18 years uh, of my career. And most of my experience has been in animal rights and public health, public health campaigns, basically that I did for about two years or so. Uh, but since I was always an animal lover, I turned into full-time. Uh, animal activism after I completed my post-graduation in social work. So it was in 2007 when I got my first break uh, to work with International Animal Rights Organization, PETA, a name that does not require any introduction, uh, a name that's synonymous to animal rights. Uh, I started as a campaigns coordinator and my job was to ensure that PETA campaigns find a way in media, social media, government policies are made. I've also done considerable time at PETA doing investigations on the horrible conditions of animals raised in the dairy, poultry, and the fish industries. So I've had several rounds of uh, press mm-hmm. conferences also releasing those investigations. Uh, I was also involved uh, at the later stages of my career in in court cases, and I've been a part of some of the historical some of the court cases, well-known court cases that have led to historical judgments of for animals in India, such as the famously known Jalikatu case, which led to a ban on bull taming and bull racing across India. I was also a petitioner in the case in the National Green Tribunal, which led to the ban on which led to a ban on glass-coated manja, the kite thread that kills millions of birds every year. Mm. Um, after that, I had a very brief stint uh, of working in the public health. Uh, field. I used to work with a sister concern of the Public Health Foundation of India called Hruday. And I used to majorly work on tobacco control campaigns. Uh, I was a part of a team that uh, worked with the Ministry of Information and Broadcasting to have warning tickers below smoking scenes. Uh, you know, if you see any movie or any television serial which has a smoking scene, now you have to have a ticker which says smoking mm-hmm. is injurious to health, smoking kills. And also similar ticker just before uh, the start of a film in the middle after the interval and then uh, during any scene. So I was a part of that team and I'm, I'm actually happy to tell you that those tickers were drafted by me and they, they remain a part of the entire regulations now. Oh, um, okay. And uh, I've, I've, uh, my tobacco control uh, career, I mean, you know, th- that brief career was also very exciting. I worked with Rahul Dravid to appear in a public service ad. Uh, mm-hmm which still runs on television. It was in collaboration with Ministry of Health and uh, Family Welfare. 
So yeah, my 14 years have been mostly into animal rights, public health. In between, I took a break to prepare for the Indian civil services. That didn't happen. So I joined uh, back professionally. Um, and Mercy for Animals India Foundation happened to me last year in January 2020. And since then, so I joined there as a CEO last year. And since then, the focus has been on expansion, brand building, public policy, food policy, and corporate policy and outreach campaigns at, at MFA India. That's a very inspiring journey, I must say, especially the bit where you said you drafted the message of the tickers. I'm sure next time I watch a movie, I'll definitely you know have the first thought in my mind. Uh, okay, so moving on to the next question, um, Nikunj, uh, as the CEO of you know Mercy for Animals India Foundation, uh, you'll be heading a group of people. Right? So how do you ensure that your team is on the same page as you are? And uh, you know, since the parameters of measuring the performance could be different in case of a nonprofit and you know a profit organization. Absolutely, um, I believe that communication is the most important part for any organization. And to ensure that all team members are on the same page, we try to integrate teams by encouraging interdepartmental meetings, check-ins at regular intervals, and that teams are not working in silos but working together. So that's our main focus. Um, I work on the I I personally work on a concept called as tight loose tight, which essentially means that we are very tight and clear on our expectations from each team member regarding their projects lose on the delivery part of it, which means we leave it to them how they do it. Not necessarily every day I'm going to ask my team members, what's the status, what's the status? But I have set my expectations right. I leave the delivery part to them. And then again, we are very tight on the evaluation part, which means we would review the projects at the end of a certain time to see if progress has been made or not. And reasons behind it. So basically this tight, loose, tight concept, especially uh, with the entire COVID situation where you hardly get to meet your uh, team members in person. So it's it's mostly happening from home. So we thought of, you know, having such a concept would be would be good to, you know, kind of, uh, because of course you, you're not meeting the, the team members physically. And this has worked fairly well for us, this, this particular concept, because we, we're not really, you know, kind of asking each staff member every time sitting on their heads and asking, what have you done? What have you done? What have you done? Instead, hmm. we, we have just explained them this concept. We set our expectations clear. We let the delivery part to them. And then we are, again, when it comes to evaluation, we are very clear on it. And as I said, I mean, like all other companies, even the nonprofit sector, our teams can achieve more if they're talking to each other regularly and sharing ideas. So we also have a weekly team meeting at the end of... Uh, every week wherein teams come together and it's called as an all hands meeting where all the team members come together discuss the week gone by discuss if there have been any developments or any achievements mm -hmm. that have been done by any team member so it's an opportunity for teams to integrate know about what the other team members are doing appreciate if someone has done really good suggest if they, they have some ideas regarding and this has been really very fruitful for uh, for our teams because we have had so many new ideas being generated uh, in these all-hands meetings. We All team members also meet in the morning to have a very small catch-up. It's like a 10-minute morning meeting kind of a thing every day. It's, so basically, these are the steps that we have taken to integrate the teams as much as we can, 
uh, inspire ideas, inspire uh, you know leadership in in the team. So yeah, that that's 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 what has been our you know uh, way of ensuring that teams are working in their full capacity and they're integrated well. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing I picked uh, from that answer was you know having a tight valuation method, right? So since my next question is based on that itself, and then one of your interviews with you know. eat my news you spoke about having you know on the job training and feedback mechanism so do you have any you know system of recognizing or you know giving feedback to employees on mercy for absolutely that's a great question in fact uh, you know uh, i am myself and entire mercy for animals team is a big fan of feedback and this is something that we have uh, that we have been following very seriously the last book i read was uh, from uh, from reed hastings the founder of Uh, the co-founder of Netflix, and it it talks so much about the importance of feedback and how it helped Netflix grow from you know such a small small time uh, you know uh, web company to now you know being the world's most well-known uh, entertainment company. So feedback is something that we all at MFA take take very seriously. Um, since MFA is a global organization, I'll I'll just talk about some of uh, you know the the on on the job training part that you asked me. Since we are a global organization. we have some centralized systems that that help us with project management so we work on some project management software such as asana such as salesforce so these are some of the softwares which uh, we have trained professionals uh, sitting and so anyone who joins the team is trained you know on the job trained on these softwares and that has really helped us you know uh, this on the job training of softwares has really helped us ensure that the projects are you know really going at a very smooth pace they are managed well uh to ensure that these projects are keeping pace with and they are also aligned with the with our national and international missions across various regions so um and as far as feedback is concerned i mean as senior management we sincerely give believe in sincerely giving and receiving feedback our people's operations team uh in the us circulates 360 degree feedback uh is something that that we do So it's a 360 okay. degree feedback survey to all staff members, wherein your coworkers can give give you a feedback, wherein your supervisor can give you a feedback. So, for example, if you ask me, as a CEO, I I can receive feedback from anyone in the organization, not necessarily mm-hmm. my superior, but also my colleague at the same level or someone who I am supervising. So that really helps us, you know, kind of understand issues and also helps build that. trust in employees that they can also give feedback to their senior it's not just the seniors will give feedback which was the old style of leadership where only seniors will give feedback feedbacks to juniors but juniors can also have several feedbacks for their for their coworkers or for their seniors so that's that's the feedback mechanism that we have plus we also believe in working very very closely communicating with with teams so for example if you ask me i have a uh, weekly at least two meetings with all team members one which i have on monday and one which i have on friday these meetings are all about you know having conversations giving feedbacks to each other brainstorming then we have something called as quarterly conversations that we have so at the beginning of every quarter we set expectations we set some priorities and goals which are again as i said evaluated at the end of every quarter and this is also a time when team members can are very open and they can they can give open feedback and a very candid feedback also to 
maybe their supervisors maybe their coworkers and the supervisors can also give their feedback to to the to the uh, you know to the person they're supervising so that's that's how we have a very strong feedback mechanism at place and we also believe that and we have also seen that the, this strong feedback mechanism has you know helped us develop a very healthy relationship as well between between coworkers between supervisor supervisee and between senior juniors so this has really helped us a lot i i must say you know uh, with the use of feedback you are creating a very positive culture uh, in the organization right <clears throat> so talking about uh, culture uh, my next question to you will be you know how do you build a culture of faith and fearlessness among the team members and you know how do you make sure that the employees at uh, mercy for animals are satisfied and they feel valued yeah yeah i i think i think that's uh, that's something which is which is very very challenging all the time i and i and i meet senior leaders in in various companies and organizations and and i see them facing this but thankfully uh, again i would say at mfa we have been able to do this fairly well um and i'll just give you a few examples how how we have been able to do it so i always tell my colleagues to feel free to reach out to me at any time of the day directly you know we we do not set those uh, barriers to say that hey it's not easy to reach the ceo or the managing director of the company but we work more like you know how how startups work that everyone is so accessible it's an open work culture you have an open desk culture you don't really have a cabin culture so that everyone is accessible ideas can be shared you know you have an ideas board in the office and everyone is so so free to write the ideas whatever comes to their mind like for example if if people ask me that you know when I, when are you the most creative so i tell them you know when i'm taking a shower probably my mind works the, the fastest when i'm taking a shower so i have a small board in my in my bathroom wherein i write my ideas so similarly others also uh, you know in the in the organization have different times when they are the most creative so we have uh, you know so we we encourage those kind of ideas uh, plus we do not have those boundaries that that you know uh, if if there is a ceo you, you can only contact the ceo between 10 to 12 in the morning no that's that's not the case of course you just send a find a space in the calendar if you see i am free for half an hour feel free to book the space if it's super urgent barge into my you know barge barge into my desk and say that hey you know what this is urgent and i want to speak with you on this urgent stuff so and i have the day any any team member joins whether a consultant or whether a team member i tell the team members that this is my personal phone number you can mm-hmm. call me at any time of the day or night my phone is never silent although i encourage people to have a great personal life i do myself but being the head of the organization i also feel that my my team might need me any time of the day so i i decide i consciously decide to uh, make that sacrifice of not putting my phone on silent during the night so even receiving calls over the weekend but i strictly as as a leader and strictly mfa as an organization believes in encouraging uh, teams to take proper time offs enjoy their weekends and because we believe that that's that's how they will be more creative and more dedicated to the job and that's also you know been really helpful for us uh similarly uh as you said you know how a culture of faith and fearlessness fearlessness has uh has been developed uh it's also the one thing that that i really love to do is giving freedom to the teams to take informed choices and decisions 
I always encourage teams to take calculated risk. Of course, those are discussed before, but I also tell them that you know, if you don't take a risk, you you know, it's very difficult for a startup to you know really rise to uh, you know a level which which you're looking at. Having you know good access, given great access to my teams to myself, and also uh, knowing and learning about each other. As I said, we have team integration calls. Uh, we also kind of keep do vulnerability checks also wherein you know if my colleague is is you know kind of a little personally down and if he or she wants to share something i'm more than happy and i'm more than happy to support if if any mm-hmm. sort of support so that's how you know it's it's more like a family uh, you know where you where you work together as a team where you share together and where you deliver together so that's how our teams are so closely knit no one is in in our team is ever fearful or hesitant to say nikunj you know what i think you made a wrong decision no one is ever hesitant you know my team sometimes come and say that you know what i think this is what you did wrong and i'm like oh that's nice come and tell me where where we went wrong and how can we improve it because if you don't make mistakes you don't learn how to not make them again so that's how our teams are really high on energy they're very high on uh faith and they're very fearless to bring any issue to me and they know that and plus uh we have always ensured that if there has been a concern we are going to resolve it for sure and we are going to come back to the team member that you had this concern in the last quarterly conversation this is what the resolution from my side is uh, do you feel satisfied with it so that's how uh you know doing few things here and there that we have done mm. uh has really helped us you know build a culture of faith and fearlessness among all team members that's uh, something very positive i would, i must say in the mfa that you, you know try to bring, bring out this positive culture uh one thing you spoke about was you know new joiners so you know let's talk about that so since the team you work with uh, are not working for profits but you are working for a cause right so how do you decide on the candidates you wish to hire and you know is it important to have formal education and if so what's the criteria you follow for selecting a candidate run that's a very thoughtful question and that's something that we deal with uh, all the time at at the non profit sector because the the fraternity is very very small plus especially if you look at animal rights it's it's uh, it's a very fairly if you say new field as compared to public health or as compared mm-hmm. to any other issues and uh, there are very few handful of people who you can find who are you know willing to make a difference or willing to take up animal rights as a full-fledged career like when i took this up you know about 14 years ago animal rights was just budding nobody knew what animal rights is and people even doubted and questioned me in within the family and friends that you know what is animal rights you could have just done something and uh, you know which could have taken you to the who or something because that was something everyone knew animal rights no one knew and that's a challenge that we face till date and it but it having said that it is definitely very important to lay down a uh, certain criteria when we are hiring people for a cause uh, itself uh, especially in our sector we like to hire people who are compassionate and committed to the cause but at the same time well educated and skilled as well so when i say that you know we need committed people i also mean that you know we need people who are skilled either they have uh, some sort of experience within animal rights or so for example if you are hiring a hiring a person for a public policy role uh, you would like to hire someone who has had extensive experience in working with policy makers and bureaucrats 
for example if i am hiring in someone for the role of a manager uh, in the celebrity and pr division i i would want someone uh, to you know have to have had experience in working with a sports management firm or a celebrity management pr company so but uh, for the for the entry level uh, we have a criteria wherein we look for someone who's graduate uh, good in communication skills and someone who can demonstrate some sort of compassion and love for animals and for the cause because we really can't uh, have someone who's you know eating meat at home and uh, you know going to schools and colleges and saying that hey turn turn vegan or opt for plant based diets so that's something which we which we go through uh, very uh, minutely plus we also have a very strong uh, and a very um, elaborate i would say uh, recruitment process so which takes about 1 1 and a half month to recruit one person where we do oh, okay. we ask people to candidates to you know uh, fill in questionnaires talk about their experience then that's screened by a team of experts and then we do a thorough uh, you know background checks also on people um so yeah that's that's basically about uh, how we try to find candidates but yes it is difficult to find candidates for animal rights because as i said not many people are uh, very aware of the issues plus uh, some of uh, some of the people don't really you know if so for example if someone is a lawyer would want to join a law firm than a non-profit because of course a law firm's paying capacity and a non-profit's paying capacity also differs but um, having said that i would say that mercy for animals is a is a very com- competitive pay uh, pay giver in the industry so i would encourage uh, the listeners to uh, take a look on mfa's website and we are very soon going to have uh, openings uh, out so keep a look on that yeah so nikunj at this point in time i would uh, you know we normally encourage our speakers to leave out any social media handles for our listeners to engage with them so probably you would like to mention any linkedin or you know maybe social media profile absolutely so mercy for animals uh, has verified handles on instagram and facebook and they are both called as @mfa_india the facebook handle is called india mfa the twitter handle is called @mfa_india the instagram handle is called as @mfa_india it would be very easy for you to locate the facebook and uh, instagram profiles because they are both verified the twitter profile also has fairly good number of followers so i would request everyone to go and check out mfa india's social media handles like subscribe share we also have a youtube channel called as mfa india again so i would encourage everyone to please join in to to uh, to know what we do and what is the great medium for our listeners to actually engage with you personally oh linkedin is definitely the best medium for okay. uh, you know to engage with me plus i'm also on uh, on twitter so if anyone wants to follow and wants to send me a direct message there my handle is @iamnikunj okay cool so thank you so much nikunj for giving me this opportunity to have a word with you and have a you know lively discussion on a very topic which is you know very niche in itself uh, i would i'm sure our listeners must have picked up great insights from our conversation today uh, once again on behalf of uh, springworks i would you know thank you to be a part of the shape of our podcast and uh, looking forward to host more podcast with you soon in the future as well thank you so much ron and before uh, 
you know, we I, I get off this conversation. Just want to say that I've been uh, before my interview. I've been reading uh, your uh, Shape of Work Conversations podcast on Spotify, and let me tell you, these are such wonderful podcasts. I've been able to gain so much of knowledge with the podcast that I have heard. So my best wishes to the team and. Thank you so much for doing such a great work. I mean, those, those podcasts are really amazing that I've heard. Thank you. Thank you so much for the lovely compliments. Yeah. All right, Rohan. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good day.